are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. Ready? Go, go, we go. are your news now. <laughs> right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. <laughs> Get the news. <laughs> You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Good day to everyone. Thank you for being here live. Oh, sorry I was a moment late this morning. Uh, got a good one. We're continuing in the third chapter of First Peter. And last time we covered the first 10 verses, we're going to carry on with that today. And we're going to talk about our response, our resolution. And as you know, the tagline of the show is live right in the real world. And as I always say, we'll talk about the things that are both visible and invisible, and then you decide how to live in it. And This tagline will particularly come to life today. Uh, I certainly believe that, and it is a great example of how the spiritual, uh, the spirit world mirrors or everything starts in the spirit and then happens here on earth. And that includes our responses in situations. I'm going to give you a real-world example of something that happened uh, this week, uh, actually Friday, Saturday, and right into the prayer meeting yesterday, something happened in the prayer meeting that none of you who even were in the prayer meeting are aware of, but I'm going to talk about it today, and it goes right along with these scriptures. And speaking of the prayer meeting, uh, the song this morning that I want to play for you Uh, is inspired by that actual prayer meeting as well. So without further ado, I'm just going to play this short song. I know you're going to be blessed by it. And uh, I'll see you in a few moments.
What did you think of that song? <laughs> wow. You know, I, I look at the visual of that and obviously it was recorded uh, in the last couple of years because the a couple of the instrumentalists were wearing masks, but it seemed to be in someone's living room. And, uh, you know, perhaps that is a model of the, uh, of the church today. Just a thought, but what a beautiful version of that song. Man, can that lady sing? Wow. I'm going to read through the entire chapter because repetition is always good. It's not a bad thing for you to hear the word of God more than once. Um, but just a quick note, are you someone who only follows right on radio on Rumble? If you are, you're missing out on some of the, what I consider to be some of the best episodes. And one of the shows that I really, truly enjoy doing is Friday morning on Podbean. I do a live show and it's a bit more of a loose format. And I think not being in front of the camera gives me a little bit more, uh, I don't know, confidence. I just feel better. Uh, I feel more radio like, and you know, I just had a feeling that the show would be really good Friday morning. And it's possibly because of some of the content I had in my mind to bring up uh, in it. However, if you missed it, um, a lot of people were uh, were really blessed by the show on, uh, on Friday. And it, it's worth listening to. Had a couple callers. Uh, Anyways, it's best if you download the app because that way if you do participate in one of the live shows, you can chat, you can do all kinds of stuff, uh, interact uh, in real time, even call in uh, using the app from your phone. The app is free. Uh, but if you don't want to, uh, you can watch it from your browser. You can see the link at the bottom of the screen right on radio.podbean.com. And that is the place where you'll find all of our episodes. Some of you might not be aware, but I surpassed 700 episodes uh, because I don't number the live ones. I just kind of post them out. I don't make them official uh, episodes, but I've surpassed 700 episodes in about three years now. So that's a lot of content, folks. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know how... Uh, 
how I do it. Honestly, it has to be by the, you know, by the grace of the Lord, because to come up with original content, uh, mostly original content is, uh, it's a task. The Lord is good. Anyways, without further ado, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to do this podcast, Lord. I thank you for each and every one in this community, and I thank you for the ones that you are still to bring into our tent. Lord, I take this responsibility very seriously. I want to steward the audience and not mislead them at all, and that's why we focus on your word, which is the only truth in this world, and it is a true statement to say, Lord, that by faith in your name and your death and resurrection is the only way to get into eternity with you. And Lord, those who do not choose you, it is my understanding, they will not be with you and they will be in the place that is opposite of heaven. And Lord, we pray that more souls will come and be saved, Lord. And if you would allow this community Lord, because it's more than just me. Uh, There's way better ministers in our community than I am. You've surrounded me with great people, Lord. I praise your name for that. But Lord, if you would trust this community with even more new converts into the faith and into the way of Jesus Christ, I pray that you bless this reading of this word and that the Holy Spirit will speak through me and speak individually to each person who is here and will hear this even at a later date. Lord, we can only understand your word by the Holy Spirit, and we give you praise, and we ask that it be clear this day in Jesus' name. Amen. And by the way, if you hang out till the end, I want to pray for you uh, more specifically as well. In fact, I might even do what I did last time. And at the end of this or towards the end, if you put something in all caps, if you have a specific prayer request, I will pray. And again, there's nothing special about my prayers other than I have a great faith. And I really believe that God answers prayers and uh, perhaps that amplifies it. However, uh, the benefit of me praying for you today is that There's a whole bunch of people watching live that will pray along with us. And Jesus promises when two or more are gathered in his name. And the fact is, we are gathered here right now in his name. Bless the reading of your word. 1 Peter chapter 3. In the same way... You wives be subject to your own husbands so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won over without a word by the behavior of their wives. As they observe your pure and respectful behavior, your adornment must not be merely the external braiding of the hair, wearing gold jewelry, or putting on apparel, but it should be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. For in this way, the holy women of former times who 
hoped in God, also used to adorn themselves, being subject to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have proved to be her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Your husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, loving, compassionate, and humble, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead, for you were called for the very purpose that would inherit a blessing. For the one who desires life to love and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to the prayer, but the face of the Lord is against evildoers. And who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation, and do not be in dread but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a difference to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, but with gentleness and respect, and keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who disparage your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better if God should will it so, that if you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing what is wrong, for Christ also suffered for sins once for all time. The just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison who once were disobedient with the patience of God, kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water, corresponding to that baptism now, sa uh, now saves you, but not the removal of dirt from flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven after the angels and authorities and powers had been subjected to him. So you can see a lot of this is talking about how we respond to things. And before I get into the actual study of this, I want to give a real-life example, and I am doing this with permission. <laughs> uh, it's quite fun, actually. 
so many of you know, uh, if you're on Telegram, if you're not, why not? Uh, but if you're on Telegram, you know that we have a major contributor, um, person of good influence and a very talented person uh, called Twinkie Punk is her handle on Telegram. And I've had the privilege of getting to know Twinkie Punk over the last few months. And we've had, uh, you know, hours of conversation on the phone and many, many correspondences. She is a lovely person, a very honest person, and a person, in my opinion, that is seeking to do the right things. She has certainly been a blessing to me in many ways. Uh, she's super talented, the way she creates her posts and everything else. Um, but on Friday, something happened. And I want to address it on air. And I want to tell you how it resolved. And it actually uh, resolved <laughs> during about the last 10, 15 minutes of the prayer meeting. <clears throat> so on Friday, Twinkie Punk had posted something from a lady in Australia about the September 23rd date, which was yesterday, and said, hey, you know, I can hook you up with this lady. Uh, she'd be a great guest, and she probably would be a good guest. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. She sounded very sincere and uh, very much into the scriptures and researching and everything else. But Twinkie had said, you know, uh, she'd be a great interview for you. And I replied. And my reply was snarky. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I, and I knew it was snarky when I posted it. Uh, truth be told. And part of these, this video that, uh, and, you know, the suggestion of this lady being a good guest for me, uh, but the, the person was making the claim that the rapture would be on the 23rd. And so I replied, well, how can she be a guest if we're going to be raptured, <laughs> right? And then I, I put in, you know, a little bit of a, you know, verbiage of Matthew 24, what are the signs of the coming of your Lord? And that was right from Jesus' mouth. And and it was a little bit snarky, I will admit. And uh, so Twinkie had, uh, you know, said, hey, check your DM. And we do have a DM conversation that we've been carrying out. And I'm not going to read everything verbatim. But essentially, uh, she detected the snarkiness. Um, and she was asking for a little bit more clarity uh, and wanted to point out that she, uh, Twinkie, had never said we're going to be raptured or anything like that. And, you know, basically just saying, look, I had good intentions. And uh, I responded to that in a very heartfelt way. Again, this is this is how you how a problem can be resolved, okay? This is why I'm telling you this. I responded in a very heartfelt way, and I admitted, I said, listen, I know it was snarky. I get it. and But I wanted to make the point to anyone who sees these posts 
that I am not in agreement with the content that was there. Um, if I had just responded and said, oh, wow, great. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to her. It would almost be like giving an endorsement. And I'm not slandering the person who said this by any means. I'm just saying for, for the time, uh, that is the way I responded. But I really gave a heartfelt message and it was received that way. And I, and I just explained, listen, I, I feel like I have to steward this community. And, uh, and act, so then actually I'll just read this. Uh, so then she responded to my reply and I'm going to read it cause it was short. That was a very kind and heartfelt reply. I appreciate and love you too, Jeff. Truly. I do. Your explanation is valid and I respect your position in the matter. I will refrain from publishing anything day or date specific. So then I replied one more time and said, you know what? It's, it's actually okay to uh, put things out that when other people are making claims of dates, because I think it's right that we should show who and why people are making the claims. But I, I just really wanted to bring across the heart of like, we have to be careful not to be selling it, you know, um, unless we truly, truly believe it. And then we can just make a mistake and it's for the world to see. And, uh, and I, then I asked if that comment made sense. And <laughs> this is the best part. I've, <laughs> I had, I, I had to do this folks. I had to do this. So, uh, about with about 10 minutes remaining in the uh, prayer last night, I got a text and it says, check your DM. And I just replied to Twinkie and I said, I'll, I'll check it in just a few moments because I was going to wait until the uh, the prayer had ended. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> boy, she was excited about this. And uh <laughs> Actually, let me tell you my response. I said, you're evil. <laughs> and I meant that in just a fun, joking way, uh, because she certainly used her talents and she had a tremendous, probably way too much fun creating this meme. <laughs> but if you have followed along, I make a joke because I love to cook and I call myself Jeff Boy RD. And, uh, she created this image <laughs> and it is so perfect. Um, it's a picture of a can. I'm going to post this on Telegram so those of you who are listening on Podbean can see it afterwards. And she took the can, you know, of the brand and she changed it to Jeff Boyardee with a picture of my face, the chef's hat. And then the, uh, the actual flavor is snarky malarkey in tomato and meat sauce. I, you won't believe the joy that this brought me. And, uh, and she had incredible joy uh, creating it. And I know the feeling because sometimes I get a thumbnail idea or something like that. And, uh, and I just can't wait to create it. Uh, but I do not have the graphics chops that, she does. That is for sure. She is a very talented person. So, uh, anyways, you know, and then we had just a couple little laughs amongst ourselves after that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pick up 
And uh, well, we stopped in verse 10, so I'll just start there. For the one who desires life to love and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against evil doers. I don't think that requires any explanation. Verse 13, and there's going to be a couple things here that I think are going to be very beneficial for you to understand, and I'm going to choose my words very carefully to make them as clear as possible for you. And if there is someone to harm you, if you prove zealous for what is good, And you know what? My snarky remark could have been perceived as someone wanting to do harm, someone wanting to uh, do damage to the reputation of, of another. And I, I do have to be more careful and more loving in my responses. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to work this out. Uh, but I did not want intend harm that was not in my heart at all um and i was you know zealous to do what is good as twinkie was i'm not going to beat up the uh this example much more but i just want you to see how it fits in to this chapter verse 14 but even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness you are blessed So why would the Lord let us suffer for the sake of righteousness? Why would he want his children to suffer at all? Well, the truth is, I don't think he wants us to suffer. But we will suffer because there is a penalty for sin and all men and women have sinned all except him, except for the Lord. So because we live in a fallen world and this world is not his kingdom yet, okay? If we do things, we are going to suffer just as Christ suffered. Remember, he is our perfect example. None of us will live up to it, by the way. None of us. It's too late. <laughs> but if you suffer for the sake of righteousness, listen to this, you are blessed. Now, can you be blessed in that moment that you are suffering? You bet you can. Will it happen every single time? Yeah, no, but you will be blessed. You will be. God cannot 
go back on his word. And make no mistake, this was written by Peter. This is God's word. And do not fear their intimidation and do not be in dread. So what intimidation? You will have people when you're walking with the Lord and seeking his righteousness. You will always have people who will come up and challenge you. Most of the time, I actually, I don't want to say most, that would be, that could be misleading. Oftentimes, people who come to challenge you about your faith really are not wanting to know the answer. They want to entrap you and they want to make you foolish. They want to, whether they know it or not, but because they are of the world and you are not, they want to discredit you. And because of the lack of the Holy Spirit in them, because they are part of a fallen world, they actually, the spirit inside of them actually wants to harm your faith. I always stick to the scripture that is in the chapter, but many of you are familiar with the passage, do not cast your pearl before swine. And that isn't the Lord calling these people pigs, but it is an example. And a swine is a pig and it's an unclean animal, right? Remember, there are two types of people in this world, saved and unsaved. So the unsaved is unclean, the saved is clean. A pig, just look at it exactly the way the Lord intended those words. Do not cast your pearls before swine. A pearl is a beautiful creation of God. It's it's beautiful. It's one of the beauties in this world, and it's precious in the sight of men. But if you threw a bunch of pearls into a pig pen, do the pigs think that the pearls are beautiful? No, they're not capable of seeing the beauty of the pearl. They're not capable. So, if someone is trying to entrap you with their words, how do you respond? Well, it's gonna, he's going to talk more about it here in a moment. But be careful. Just bless them. And not to, you know, don't, don't get all religious on them, folks. <laughs> you know, as I, I've said this example so many times on the air, but I tried to entrap my very first pastor when I was really new in the Lord and I had a debate set up and I was going to win the debate. There was no way I was going to lose a debate. I had, I prepared folks. I probably spent a month preparing, but the Holy Spirit spoke through my pastor, Walt. 
and he shut me down in one sentence and he did it lovingly. And here's a perfect example on how to respond. You know, as you get closer to Christ, these things just won't matter that much. <laughs> he got me. That was it. Verse 15, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, but with gentleness and respect. Now, this is a different person and a different example. The first one was someone trying to intimidate you in your faith. This example is someone who sees something in you. I'll just pick on someone in the in the chat. Oh, I got the perfect person to pick on. Misty River. See, I haven't met Val in person, but I've we've talked on a Zoom call and stuff like that. So I know relatively good who she is. We've talked on the phone many times. And Val is a perfect example, Misty River, because if you were to meet her, first of all, she has a very quiet demeanor about her. She's not one who would stand on the pedestals yelling across the street. That's not her. But if you were to meet Misty River in person, I am confident that you would see something in her. You would see the hope that is within her. So someone who is unsaved, in the midst of all the turmoil, let's say they're in this truther community and they're into Christ consciousness and stuff like that. And, you know, they're worried about the latest intel and all this. And then they run into Misty River. And they see that calm demeanor, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And they truly want to know about the hope that is within her. Well, I happen to know that she knows the scriptures well enough that she is prepared, being ready to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is within you and with gentleness and respect. And what is that? I would say most times it is your testimony. Be prepared. I, almost like the world says is an elevator pitch. Be prepared with your testimony. Now I have several different ways to give my testimony. I have the short version. I have the long version. It depends on who I'm with and it depends on the circumstance. <clears throat> but always remember, and this I think is one of the greatest lessons that I've learned about giving my testimony to someone who is unsaved or someone who's saved actually for that matter. Your testimony begins... So when you go to give your testimony, it begins at salvation. That's where your testimony begins. 
you don't need to say how vile you were. Now, in certain circumstances, you will use that to relate to someone who is in a similar situation. But if they're not in a similar situation, you can just say, look, my life was a mess. I was at the lowest point in my life or whatever it is. And then God saved me and everything changed. And part of my testimony is that's true, except when I got saved, you see, I had a really great life before I got saved. It was great in the world. I was great in the world. And when I got saved, the Lord's grace upon my life was incredible. And I saw miracles and I saw answers to prayer. And he filled me with love and knowledge and took away cussing and swearing. And that was one of the first things that went from me. But then the Lord started to dismantle my life, my great life that was not of him at all, by the way. <laughs> he started dismantling it and it hurt. But the joy that I had in going through that suffering, you cannot explain other than the Spirit of God. And you see, when I share my testimony in that way, and I actually light up because I remember those moments, that's effective. And people want that. If you're like, yeah, I was a real bad sinner, man, and uh, then I got saved, and, uh, and you know, I've been trying to walk with the Lord ever since, man. It's, this world's confusing, dude. Um, how effective is that? Be prepared, folks. This is God's word telling you to be prepared, so be prepared. If there's something that sets... ROR community apart from most other podcasters and most other shows that are, I don't think there's any that are really like ours, to be honest. I think we have our own unique personality. And I say we advisedly, because if it wasn't for you, I'd be a different person than I am today. That's the truth. And perhaps I've made an impact on your lives as well. But what sets us apart is we actually believe the word of God and want to action it. Because the word of God is simple. It's simple instructions from a loving dad to his children. It's not complicated. Verse 16. And keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who disparage your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Oh, and they will be. And it won't be by you. It'll be put by the Lord, the Spirit within you. That's just trust in the Lord. You know, <laughs> I, I think my, my daughter is watching, and... Uh, <laughs> There's a something that really means something to 
uh, it's a, a memory, but it comes to mind. Just smile and wave. <laughs> you know, cool. Thanks for slandering me. See you later, bud. For it is better if God should will it so that you will suffer for doing what is right rather than doing what is wrong. For Christ also suffered for the sins once for all time, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. And here's the part that uh, will has there's a couple parts here that have caused much confusion in the body of Christ. So let's just address these. And we addressed this first one in the chat challenge, and many, many of you came to the right conclusion. Um, and that's when it says in verse 19, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison who were once disobedient when the patient, when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah and the construction of the ark in which a few that is eight persons were brought safely through the water. So there's two major things here. Jesus, after giving up his spirit on the cross, went down to Sheol to make a proclamation. I know some versions will say preach. He went, and a lot of people, so this is the confusion. A lot of people will say, well, Jesus went and preached in hell. That is an incorrect interpretation of the scripture. It's close, though. You see, Jesus went into the grave, into Sheol. And Sheol has two parts. And you can you can find this uh, in the scripture, uh, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus waiting for the crumb, the scraps uh, from the rich man's table. They both die, and the beggar Lazarus is in paradise, and the rich man is in torment. So you have to understand. Until Jesus completed his mission and ascended into heaven, nobody had ever been to heaven previous to that. Nobody. Nobody. Jesus opened the door when he completed his work. But for the, you know, three days... When he went down into the grave, he made the proclamation, which wasn't a preach. It wasn't, um, hey, you should come to the cross because of this. You should have, you know, no, because for some it was too late and they could see him. And then there were the others that were in, some people call it Abraham's bosom. No, it is not purgatory. That is a lie from the church, from the Catholic church. Okay. But there was a place called paradise. And you see, people were captive in both of these spots. It was like a holding spot 
the waiting room. So when Jesus ascended into heaven, he brought the saints from Abraham's bosom into heaven with him. And for the people in torment, well, they're still in torment. And maybe they went down to another level. I haven't quite got that figured out yet. I know there's different levels of torment. At least I feel I know that. I got to be the brilliant on that, folks. I don't know the answers 100%. I've heard things. I haven't done a study on it exactly. And really, I it's not something that I want to focus on. <laughs> I don't think you should either. But then he talks about during the construction of the ark in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Verse 21, listen to this. Corresponding to that, in other words, the eight people who were brought safely through the water, Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you. And I've actually had phone calls from people uh, not too long ago really trying to convince me, and this is one of the scriptures they used, to convince me that you cannot be saved unless you are baptized. That is not true. They made a solid argument, and I did be the Berean on this one. Water baptism is not salvation. Is it a good thing for you to do after you get saved? You're saved through faith in the Lord of Jesus Christ, not by your works, but by his. It's just believing and what he did on the cross, and accepting him as your savior. So this verse 21 has been misused, but I want you to hear this, because it, I'm going to continue reading that verse, corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of dirt from the flesh. Okay? So it does not cover your sins so it can't save you but the next part is the key but is an appeal to god for good conscience through the resurrection of jesus christ so many people will say baptism is an outward witness to those who witness it. That is true. It is symbolic of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus was baptized and he was put, when he did, it was not so he can be saved. And that's what the NAR people tell you. So that's why I'm going to beat this up for a minute. It was, he was not saved by being baptized. 
he was foreshadowing his death and resurrection. Now, after being saved, we get baptized as a symbol of death and resurrection. And what does it say here? An appeal to God for good conscience. So many people will think, you know, this is an opportunity to be filled in the spirit. And I know people who have gone under the water and felt the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit come upon them. Let me just say this. You don't need water to do that. I think, I think, so this is Jeff speaking, that almost always things are a matter of your heart. And perhaps at that time, when you are about to be baptized, you are so devoted, you want Christ so badly in your life that he happens to show show off his spirit to you at that moment. But you know it can happen to you again and again and again and again, and you don't have to take a shower or a bath or jump in a lake or a river. Just put your heart towards him. And you can experience his love new every morning. New every morning, because great is his faithfulness. Verse 22, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven after angels and authorities and powers had been subjected to him. Amen. Well, thank you for being here, everyone. Um, I'm just going to take a moment to look at the chat and see if anyone had put together a specific prayer request uh, while I'm doing that. Uh, I have to say this every week now, folks. I, this is a listener-supported show. Um, I'm thankful that I'm actually getting more supporters coming on. Um, actually, in the last few weeks, it's uh, it's been a real blessing. Uh, I will say boldly that the uh that the donations i get for right on radio have never once covered my expenses i i'm talking not the expenses of doing the podcast but my living expenses they've never once covered it um i do other things that help out there's no doubt about it uh but you know what i have some greater plans for right on radio I know I've said this, but things have happened and the timing hasn't been right and the Lord hasn't opened it up, but I do want to do some in-person things and that's going to take some money to put those things together um, and, you know, not make it terribly expensive for anyone to show up because, yeah, I don't want to. I want people to be there, not uh, not only the few that can afford it, you know, so it's through some of the donations and stuff like that. Perhaps I can get ahead of the game and we can plan something. And uh, side note, I noticed that uh, on the prayer call, uh, many of you know Angie Shiloh uh, has a new job and she will be coming to America 
in the spring of next year. And so I think it's a perfect opportunity to also um, coordinate something in the area where she will be um, and down the Atlanta area. I think it's a, and it's easy. It's a super easy airport to fly in and out of. It makes perfect sense um, where we can all get together and do something special uh, in our togetherness. Oh, yeah, um, Misty River, prepared, put in the chat. The thief on the cross always comes to mind when this idea of having to be baptized. That's right. Jesus said that this day to the thief on the cross, you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't say, um, uh, dude, um, you're nailed to the cross. There's no way you can get off and jump into a lake. Sorry, bud. <laughs> he didn't say that. He says, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Perfect example. Thank you for that. All right. So I'm just seeing, I'm only looking for all caps, folks. So, <clears throat> all right. I've got one here. I'm going to pray for everyone, by the way. Just, uh, I ask for prayers for my daughter in law who is due with my first grandchild. And he has preeclampsia and must deliver early. Okay, I don't know what that is, but the Lord knows what that is. All right, and I'll just give it another second before I pray so I can get everyone in. If anyone has a prayer request, put it in right now. Um. I put out a prayer request last night um, for some healing between myself and my wife. Uh, I'm not going to give the details of it here. Uh, it, it's shameful of me. It's shameful. But uh, I did not honor my wife this week. I'll just say that. And, uh, and there needs to be some restoration, so... If you could pray for myself to be more attentive to what's important to my wife and uh, and for healing and restoration in our marriage. Don't get me wrong. We're still together. We slept in the same bed last night, you know, um, but <laughs> there's some tension, folks, and uh, I'm not an easy guy to live with. I'm not. She is a, well, I'm not going to get into any details, but um, <laughs> I'm not the dreamboat marriage guy. Let's just say that. I'm somewhat of an interesting person. Okay, and we have another one. Um, oh, okay. Uh, prayer for her husband. I see that. Thank you for posting that. And... Wendy wants prayer for nerve damage. A nephew has nerve damage. Okay, Korkor, my husband is an alcoholic and his health is going downhill. He is not a believer and is living. Ooh. Okay. And for a young man named William who was hit by a car. All right. So. 
Uh, I hate to open my eyes and refer back to chat because I like to be uninterrupted when I pray, uh, but I might have to because I do not want to miss anyone and be inattentive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your your presence with us today. Lord, I thank you that you are ever-present. And Lord, that you hear every of our thoughts. You know the desires of our heart. You know the weaknesses in our bodies. And you know the chinks that are in our armor. And you know if some of us forgot to put on some of your armor. Lord, you know what each of us is going through individually. And Lord, it is said that if we do not have our health, we do not have anything. That's not true because we can have our salvation, which is everything without having our health. But Lord, we desire to serve you and to serve your kingdom and let your will be done in your servants' lives on earth as it is in heaven. So Lord, I pray for a restoration of health. And health, Lord, is both physical, and it is spiritual. I want to lift up at this moment Korkor's husband, who is in need of both. He needs your salvation, Lord. We ask that your salvation will come upon him. And Lord, whatever you decide to use to bring it about, your judgment is perfect and right. But Lord, we are believing right now for this man's salvation. Lord, and it is our request to you that you save him from this pit of despair and alcoholism, Lord, and save his health from going much further to his detriment, Lord, if it is your will. Lord, we pray for an easy salvation for this person, and we pray for a glorious testimony in Korkor and in her husband about the miracle that God did in his life. You are gentle and you are kind, Lord. We pray you don't bring him down to the lowest possible before he chooses your salvation. Lord, we pray for gentleness. In fact, I don't know the situation, Lord, but it is. it sounds like it's already gone far. 
Lord, bring about your salvation. Let him choose you and break the curses that are over him, Lord, and use this man mightily. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I also want to pray for Wendy's nephew, Lord, who has nerve damage. Lord, nerve damage can affect so much in our bodies, in our lives. And Lord, again, it diminishes the effectiveness of us walking and serving your kingdom. I don't know the nephew's status. I suspect he is saved. But Lord, if he isn't saved, we pray his salvation upon him soon. And Lord, we pray that you direct his steps towards healing. And I feel that is what you're saying to me, Lord, that you can direct his steps towards his healing. Lord, I know you can do it instantaneously, and if that is your will, and if I have misspoke, Lord, I pray that, that anything falls off, but if it is true, Lord, there is healing for him, direct his steps. But your will be done, above all, Lord. And I want to ask for Danny DC's daughter-in-law. Lord, this is an unborn child. And Lord, an unborn child is already born, Lord. This child is already born. You have already made this child alive with great purpose. And Lord, we don't understand why things go wrong in the physical, but they happen often in this fallen world. Why things go wrong, Lord, we can't understand. Your ways are so much higher than our ways. We're not capable of understanding. But Lord, we do understand that you love this child and you love this mother and father of this child. And Lord, again, we pray. Danny proclaims your goodness. She proclaims you as her savior. Lord, give her this testimony of your goodness, your kindness, your compassion. And Lord, I pray that everything goes smoothly in this delivery and that, the, Lord, that this child will have a wonderful life and give the parents much joy. I pray in Jesus' name. There is also a young man named William, Lord, who was hit by a car. Lord, I don't know William is saved or unsaved. But I just think of his name, Lord. And because it is our will to choose the I am, which is you, Lord, the great I am. Lord, I pray his will is towards the great I am. 
And Lord, I pray that your will towards him is healing. I don't know the extent, Lord. I don't know what exactly has happened here, but I do know that Kimberly is asking for his healing. And I ask alongside of her and as a witness to everyone who is with us in this broadcast, no matter, no matter when they watch it, Lord, we pray as a witness to your goodness that we have this testimony as well. Ah, oh, Jesus, you are such a good God. You are merciful. You are kind. Lord, let your will be done in all these things. Lord, let it all be a beautiful witness here, even in the physical to the great power of the great I am. And I pray for each and every one who hears this, that your faith will be increased, that you will hunger more for God's word, and that God will minister in a greater capacity, and that his word becomes more alive in each of you who are praying along with this prayer. And if you've just been listening to this prayer and you haven't been praying along, get into prayer mode right now. And say, thank you, Father. Sorry, I was just paying attention. I do want to pray this. I do want my faith increased. I do want more revelation of Jesus Christ in me and through me. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for being here. And probably going to make this more of a regular segment to, uh, to pray at the end. And I hope that those of you listening are, will stick around for the prayer because it's, it's important. Get more in the habit of prayer. You know, oftentimes, and I've done this, I've turned off other broadcasts and they've gone to pray and I know they're good people of God. I already got the intel. <laughs> but you know what? It's good for us to practice and it's good for us to hear. Your faith is increased by hearing of the word and hearing other saints, other saints pray in their faith. It's good for you. Why turn off what is good? Let it be so, Lord. Amen and amen. Remember, have a great day, by the way. I just pray every one of you has a great day today and you're filled with the joy of the Lord. But in the meantime, remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and... By letting your little light shine.
make a difference in your community.